0: Hey, everybody, this is Davis over at the CFG, and I would like to welcome you to another episode of Pop Culture Gems. This is a series where we talk to amazing creators, artists, cosplayers, voice actors, and so much more. If you like the interviews we do with these amazing guests, give us a thumbs up and subscribe to our YouTube channel, the CFG channel, or you can either go to our main website, confreaksgeeks.com, or listen to it on any podcast services out there today. I speak to a voice actor who has been in a mix of some really cool recent anime series. Uh, he's played the, um, the amateur adventurer, bell uh, bell Cranel in is it wrong to try to pick up girls in a dungeon one half of the aldini brothers takuma aldini in food wars pegasus saya in saint saya the hyper red uh redhead uh shoyo hinata in haiku i would like to welcome uh bryson bogus to the show how are you doing sir
1: i'm doing great thanks so much for having me
0: that's great i'm so glad i'm so glad i was able to get you i I know we've been kind of playing this game of cat and mouse for a bit but i really hyped to finally get to talk to
1: you yeah having a back and forth yeah i i I was talking about you before we started recording like i've been in the middle of like moving and everything like that and so like schedule has been kind of wonky with recording and everything on top of that so i'm glad Mm -hmm. we were able to set a time that worked
0: out <laughs> you have no idea how bad i felt though because the first time it was all my fault though because i was like because like i i double booked it and i was like are you serious i'm in california right now so like uh <laughs> but uh <laughs> like, when, when, yeah but i'm so glad we were able to talk so it's i would love to uh, finally get to talk to you geek out with you a little bit so here we go <laughs> all right well First off, like, I mean, like, I always ask everybody and uh, uh, like, what got you your what got you into voice acting uh, itself? Like, what's your backstory on it?
1: Yeah, so I was actually a fan of anime when I was uh, a lot younger. When I was like 12, I discovered what anime and manga was in the first place. And uh, pretty soon after that, I think when I was about 14, I, I realized that like, hey, like, these anime characters like all have like voices, like people are playing these characters uh, and I would watch things in English, of course. And so I was hearing these performances and stuff like that. I was like, Hey, I want to do that. I always had like sort of a, uh, uh, a penchant for, for performing. I always wanted to be on stage and everything like that. Uh, but once I found out that like, you could be a cartoon character, you could be an anime character. I was like, that's, that's something I really want to do. So in addition to pursuing theatrical um, endeavors uh, all throughout high school and college and everything. I was also doing uh, online projects, just like recording from home on like crappy rock band mic, and then eventually getting a pretty decent microphone and stuff like that. Uh, Just doing like amateur projects for websites like YouTube, Newgrounds, that's blast from the internet past, Um, and those types of places, and... All the while, I was uh, also just attending cons, meeting voice actors and directors and stuff, and and I wouldn't say that I was necessarily like making super like networky connections with all of them. It was just neat to like hear their perspectives and how they got in and all that stuff. But um, one of the one of the people that I would meet at cons uh, who was very encouraging was was the late Chris Ayers, uh, rest in peace, and he saw me at a theater audition in Houston for what was called the Alliance auditions. And it was basically a mass audition where you go in, uh, one by one, everybody goes in and there's like 50 different directors from all the different Houston area theaters and stuff. And it's just, you got two minutes to do a song and a monologue or, or two monologues, whatever you want to do with your two minutes, that's yours. Um, and Chris happened to be there because, uh, which surprised me because Sentai had never been to these Alliance auditions before and they haven't been there since. So I just kind of lucked out on the the timing of, of that particular audition. Right um,
0: place, right time.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And and so Chris saw me there. He recognized me. We even chatted a bit before my audition because I had arrived right as they were still on their lunch break or something. And so we we chatted for a bit. Um and then I guess based off of that theater audition he was like, "Oh, he can actually like act." So after that he he called me in to do some extra voices for his show at the time called Dramatical Murder. I just did extra voices here and there and it just kind of snowballed from there.
0: Oh, wow. So that's pretty cool. So did you like uh uh so like once you started uh wow. So how long have, has it been like of uh, in, in voice acting itself for you?
1: Um so professionally about seven years i started in 2015 um but as as far as like pursuing it and and doing it at least as a hobby on the hobby level it's been since 2009 so like 13 years (laughs) oh (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) okay okay fair enough that i mean that's, that's pretty cool
1: i'm about to be 28 so Once I hit twenty eight, I will have officially had literally half of my life wanting to do voice acting.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You said that you were fourteen when you kind of got introduced into the world of in like anime itself. Like, uh, what was your what was your gateway anime that got you in to be like saying, "Oh, this is pretty cool. They have voice actors and stuff. This might be something I'm wanting to do."
1: It was definitely uh, Full Metal Alchemist. Just like, it's it's one of those. I mean, I, I grew up with like Yu Gi Oh and Pokemon and Digimon, but like to me those were always just like other cartoons. Like those were the Saturday morning cartoons that like you saw alongside all the other ones, and that's just because of marketing, and that's how they always marketed right. them back in the day. Right. Um, but whenever I've like first realized like oh manga and anime like these are like it's it's like this medium that you can tell all different kinds of stories, not just these like kid friendly stuff. And so one of the earlier ones that I gravitated to was was Alchemist. Alchemist, and and uh it's still one of my favorite series to the day and and it was before brotherhood existed uh it mm-hmm. was it was the two thousand three f m a that everybody likes to, to to talk mess on nowadays but I will still argue to this day there are some there are some scenes and episodes that are better in the original than in Brotherhood, especially the first like third of the series so you could put you could record that the first third <laughs> of the original the first like Fifteen episodes of FMA are better in the original than in Brotherhood. I will say that. <laughs>
0: I will agree. I, I will. Ag- I will agree to a certain extent on that. I did. There were <laughs> things like you were saying on the the original FMA that was like, okay, here, yeah, this was a lot betterly done than the original than than Brotherhood. Brotherhood was a little slower at the beginning. I will agree. Yeah, I will accept.
1: Well, well, actually, my my issue with Brotherhood at the beginning, at least, is is kind of the opposite. And I don't want to go too far on a tangent, but just on, on a small. <laughs> It's just a small tangent. It feels like the first few episodes of Brotherhood expect you to have seen the original show. So it rushes through a lot of those early arcs, like with with uh, Nina and them. I feel like they the original series paced some of those things out a little better. They slower the slower, slower to the pace. That's how it, <laughs> it works. Um, but
0: yeah, that, that, I, I won't I won't go too much further into that tangent. <laughs> oh trust me, we this is a nerdy show and it's nerd vomit <laughs> and stuff. Everyone will understand what you're what everyone's saying here. So that's all good. But no, I definitely understand what you're saying. But uh yeah. uh fans of like fans of yours know that you are also a fan of singing, like and like, you know, performing like you were saying prior to that. Like like what was your inspiration initially for uh, uh for for you to start to, to be singing?
1: Um I honestly I, I I can't pin it down particular, like, to a particular point. I never really thought I could sing until, like, maybe my junior year of high school. um, And and it was, like, basically the summer between my sophomore year and my junior year that, like, I really hit hard, like, trying to learn how to sing and do it better. Um, I, I think in, like, sophomore year of high school and, and freshman year, I was around friends that, like, played music and stuff like that, and they would listen to a lot of, like, the screamy stuff and stuff like that. And I, I've learned, I learned at the time how to do like screamy, harsh vocals way before I learned how to like actually sing well. And so I would do like screamo stuff and things like that. And and any, I'm not, I'm not quite as good at that part of it anymore, but I think eventually after doing that for a while, I just came to want to like learn how to sing properly as well. And so I, I auditioned for choir and I got JV I, I auditioned for J, for choir before the preceding year so that so I had all of summer break to improve essentially and I got placed in JV but by the time summer ended they were like oh we need you in varsity <laughs> I was like okay cool uh uh so I'd like to think I did pretty uh, a pretty decent job that summer but basically a lot of my inspiration just come from a lot of the rock music I listened to at the time um I like to think I like to say that I learned how to sing by copying muse uh Matt Bellamy's from Muse cuz a lot of my early covers I, I I did covers on YouTube and all that stuff and that's I feel like that's what like uh progressed my ability a lot faster than if I had just like do ray me fa- like just did warm ups and stuff yeah. I was actually like trying to sing songs that I was a fan of and I feel like just that trying to get better at singing those songs um Improved me in 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 a lot of ways, and and a lot of the music I was listening to at the time was like Muse and uh, Guitar Hero Core, just songs that you'd hear on Guitar Hero because that's was a lot. Guitar Hero and Rock Band was like my introduce introduction to a lot of bands that I listen to now. Um, so I I went on a, again a, a bit of a tangent, but basically that's kind <laughs> of how I started off singing was it was just listening to those songs, wanting to sing them, and and then I guess eventually just uh getting better at them through practice and perseverance. Well, it's cool though yeah
0: but but it's also kind of cool that you decided to kind of get a little bit of performance help I mean like or like like I mean when you said hey I want to be a voice actor and you went in through your powers and going to going through your your sources your resources that you picked up from like you know from from everything and then you were able to do it then you said hey I like singing let me go into singing and then you then you, yeah. you need to do to get into singing you know so I mean
1: yeah, and I I wish I could do more professionally with with singing just because that's that's still I would consider like in the hobby side of things, I'd love to like mm-hmm. make music and everything. I wish I had learned like an an instrument in addition to singing, like guitar or piano or something like that because then I feel like I could do even more with uh with music and and making maybe my maybe even my own music. And I've been kind of like dabbling with FL Studio and all that stuff and and trying to make things, but I just feel like there's more that I should know before I can really dive super hardcore into that stuff. But uh, yeah. Well, fair enough.
0: I mean, like you said, if you have it, I mean, but if you enjoy it, I mean, that's awesome. That's yep. still pretty cool. And uh, I mean, d- and uh, we already know that you were like anime fans and stuff, like and already, like you watched animes, FMA and all that stuff. But uh, was there, uh, do you have any personal favorite like, you know, anime, cartoon series, video games, comic books, anything like that growing up?
1: Mm hmm. Uh, growing up, it was, uh, Digimon, Pokemon, Mega Man, um, Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, like the, the, the classics. I was a nineties kid. I was, well, I was, I would say I'm a late nineties kid, early aughts kid. Cause I was born in 94. So I remember like the latter half of the nineties, but then like mostly early two thousands,
0: but um, you're early nineties. So you kind of still got that piece of like, you do remember the nineties, but you remember the end of the nineties,
1: but yeah, then, exactly. but
0: really like that kind of stuff. I understand. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, and so, like, yeah, just, like, the classics, Yu-Gi-Oh!, Pokemon, Digimon. Um, I think my favorite of those was Mega Man. I, I really watched Mega Man NT warrior that super that particular oh, yeah. series. And the, and the video games that came with it, Battle Network. I'm super excited that they're bringing those to Switch soon because that's my favorite iteration of Mega Man. It was my first introduction to him, so it's, it's just sort of, like, my favorite. Um, I do like the classic Mega Mans as well. I came to appreciate those later. Um, but I, I I still think Anti Warrior Battle Network. That's like my favorite iteration of them. Uh, I'm an
0: old and- yeah. I'm an old man, and uh, I was there when they the first Mega Man was there, came out, and uh, yeah. and I agree, but I wholeheartedly agree that I think my favorite Mega Man series is the Battle Network series as well, because yeah. I <laughs> I love the RPG aspect of it. It was so fun. It was so simple. It was like here's and- six grids.
1: <laughs> yeah, and the the battle system, like I don't think I've ever seen anything do that since then. Well, I mean, there's there's indie games that were inspired by it, but it was it was yeah. like an innovator. And until those indie games came out, uh, I feel like that just kinda came and went until the kids that played it as as kids were old enough to make their own games based off of that similar system. And I was like, why isn't more plays, why aren't more games doing this style of combat? 'Cause it was it was a lot of fun. It was it was a combination of like luck with like the deck building and and chips and stuff like that oh with, yeah along with like twitch reaction skill based like combat i i loved it
0: <laughs> no you're totally right and i love you know what i also loved those i love the designs of the characters there were like a mm. less a less is more kind of kind of kind of design. They wasn't they weren't too over the top they weren't too crazy and it was just simple mm. like simplistic color and stuff like that that was like okay uh, and then when he was in the battle network area, he had the shield, which I don't know what was block what was going to block him to to go in the network whatever to wear a mask or whatever, but uh he was just there with the sword, oh, with yeah, his saber the, the sword. Yeah, yeah, and then already, the saber sword.
1: <laughs> I already packed it, but because after they announced the Switch release coming up, I actually splurged on getting like a statue, which is uh Mega Man EXE versus base EXE, and they're like Mega man has got his sword what? and bass has got like this like power orb in his hand and they're they're standing on top of like uh, a glitched out gospel from battle network 2 it's it's really what cool. it was, it, it was more expensive like that? than i would like to admit it, it, It's it's like a, a like a plastic statue figure like thing uh wow. it's, 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 it's like this big uh it's it's really cool looking but it's yeah again it's it's more money than i'd like to admit <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man but Hey, no, hey, if it, if it gives you joy, that's all that matters, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that's so good. That's yeah. like, yeah. The one thing I wanted was, I went to San Diego Comic-Con the other day, or two weeks ago, and I saw this uh, statue, Final Fantasy VI statue from Square Enix. Mm. This is only $13,000. Oh, no. I was... <laughs> That's my... It's nowhere
1: nowhere near that
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was like uh, Yeah okay Even though this does give me joy But I do not think I could accept that (laughs) At all It's it's like the
1: reverse of the Marie Kondo method Instead of getting rid of things that don't bring you joy It's like you see something Really expensive but it gives me joy So it's an investment (laughs) In my mental health (laughs) Yeah, there you go.
0: Like, I would love to have that. Like, if you can see your conversation with yourself with that, to trick yourself to spend that kind of cash for that, for those kind of items. But yeah, it was, (laughs) it was insane. So yeah. And, uh, I mean, and you have a, you had an excellent opportunity to do like the English voice dubs in the original Saint Seiya and the new CG mm-hmm. one that came out on Netflix uh, a couple of years ago by now. Uh, like uh, now, I've never watched the original series itself, but I did watch the new one. Uh, but. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, and, I, and it was great I, I definitely loved, I definitely liked it Uh, My friends told tell me about the, the old one all the time But since I have you on the show mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, You can tell me directly here Like, does your character, like your own character Pegasus say or the feel of the show itself Like, is it the same, or was there Like, was there any kind of slight differences That was in between the original series To what the new series was like?
1: Yeah, so on We actually worked on the new one first Um, and so that one, that one itself is actually kind of different from most anime that I work on in general, because, um, unlike most anime where we are, anim we are acting to completed animation and trying to match the animated mouth flaps, uh, this one, we actually record to like storyboards and everything. And after we're done recording our lines, they have us like do a video of our faces saying each of the lines so that the animators uh in Japan can actually animate to our audio. So if oh, you wow. if you watch it in English, you'll notice that like the mouth movements are actually matching what we are saying as opposed to what the Japanese is saying, which is kind of different than how we do most of these different shows. Um and so that's like one of the big major differences between the two. And then maybe I think a year or two after working on the reboot, they came out around the same time, but whenever we started working on them was a good like maybe one or two years difference. Um uh once we they came around and they were like hey they want to do classic say as well with with the new cast and everything and that was super awesome um and then i would think that like maybe one of the big differences between the two shows uh is maybe like tone the 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 classic show is still very 80s anime and it's very like slower paced kind of like think like classic dbz where they like to take their time explaining things a lot um and and it's just, like, it's paced like an 80s anime. But I enjoy it because it's got, like, this just sort of aesthetic to it that that I really enjoy. And I really love the look of those sort of, like, classic animes from, from the 80s and 90s. That painted look.
0: The hand-drawn. Um,
1: the hand-drawn. Yeah, it's just got, like, this style to it that I really like. In terms of characterization, we tried to keep the characters pretty, like, consistent between the two iterations of them because I I imagine that's why they wanted to keep the new cast is so that they can uh carry over that same kind of characterization between the two um uh,
0: oh, but yeah okay. but it's still pretty unheard of that they would decide I mean like it's it's I would say it's seldomly rare when they decide to say hey we're going to come back I mean I think the last one I could remember that they did something like this was Lupin with uh you know with Richard mm-hmm. Epcar and them all and all of that uh but but that uh but like with with, with them to give you the opportunity, we're like, take, okay, here's the new one. And then they're like, we're going to retcon it and we're going to let you play, do, be the same characters that was in the new one into the old one and just bring it out over here. And that, I mean, I was great. It's a, it was a, it's a great, I think it was a great move itself, but I really wish I like, but I was like, can I, can I watch the original series after I watched the new one? Can I go yeah. back to that and watch the, the original one? And, um, when you were saying about story and pacing on it, uh, though, like, are we talking about like, like, uh, are we talking about like what well, we we're talking about about FMA and then Brotherhood? Like, like they were more meticulous on like you know, or slowly setting it up, or are they or um, what?
1: It, it's partially that, but it's also just like the fights. It's more like, it, it, and the reason I bring up DBZ is because I feel like it's the perfect parallel. It's also a Toei show from that sort of era um where the fights are very much like they do big flashy moves and then they talk about the flashy moves that they just did for like a good 5 minutes until they do the next few flashy moves and stuff like and and i think yeah, that's that's kind of more what I was
0: getting at. <laughs> Oh, that's what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. So okay. So basically like a sports anime where it's like, I can't believe yeah. he did I can't believe he did twenty minutes of explanation. Oh you mean the jump shot? Oh, okay. <laughs> you know yeah. that kind of thing. <laughs> okay, not just cool. any
1: jump shot, the super jump shot that only he can do.
0: <laughs> oh my god we're gonna get into haiku here in a minute you're the one right.
1: <laughs> all right and like uh
0: and like uh uh out of all the characters that you have played is there any uh, is there one that you could relate to or one that you could say eh, that's that's me that's so me
1: Uh, honestly, it's, uh, Bell from Machi. Is It Wrong to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon? He was my very first lead role that I got to audition for, and I actually booked him, and I was so excited because, like, him as a character is just honestly kind of like me. He tries to be as nice as he can to anybody he meets, um, so long as they don't give him a reason to, like, dislike them or whatever like that, and, uh... Sometimes people can take advantage of that, uh, and I can speak to personal experience that that is definitely the case in in my world too. I I, I tend to be a little bit uh, acquiescing to a fault in some ways, and I feel like that's kind of him as a character as well. Um, but he also has that drive to try and be better at whatever he does. Like he wants to, his thing is that he wants to be physically stronger uh, so that he can like protect his familia, but also catch up to the person that he looks up to um and i i kind of see myself in that way too as like i'm always trying to improve uh in what i do um and so yeah I, I feel like on both on both of those sides that bell bell pretty much encapsulates me <laughs>
0: yeah that's 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 a good one that, that's definitely a good one mm-hmm. i was actually actually i did have a quick question about bell because bell i mean I mean, now where are they at? They're on four, season four yeah. of, yeah, the Pickup Girls in that. And like from one to four, you kind of do see a little bit of like an evolution of Bell himself because, you know, in the original one, he was starting his journey to becoming, you know, what he was wanting to become. And then, like, then, then in the third one, which kind of pissed me off a little bit. I'm going to have oh, to
1: say. <laughs> <The> third <laughs> one's I my did, favorite season so
0: far. <laughs> I do like the third one. I thought, yeah, the third one was the my favorite season. But, but the thing that pissed me off was, was not the, the, the series, but the, but the, uh, the, the Minotaur, you know? Oh, the, the yeah. That he fought. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At the end. I'm like, come on. It's like, he was so close, you know, like, yeah, yeah. So I was just, yeah. But like, you see the evolution already kind of there, but he's not, he's not quite there yet, obviously. But like, mm. like, uh, like, like just see playing a character like that from the initial, like timid, you know, like low self-esteem kind of, kind of person kind of thing to kind of where he's at now. Like, I mean, how, like, how has that like kind of evolved, like, uh, uh, with with playing that character
1: honestly I feel like he's also and and I didn't even mention this because I, I just thought of it about it just now but I feel like he's the perfect parallel for me and my career growth as well because when I voiced him he was my first lead role in, and and um, when you're when you're new to a certain industry uh, especially in performance and stuff, there's always like little voices in the back of your head. that's just like, oh, you're only, you're, you're not that great. They're only using you because of blah, blah, blah. They're, they're just being nice to you or something. Like that. It's, it's imposter syndrome is like a whole thing if, if you haven't heard of it. Um, and, and that, I, I feel like him as a character has grown, uh, over the course of these seasons to, to, really come into his own and really become more confident in his abilities, he still has moments where, where he feels like he's not enough or he feels insecure about things, which I feel like is is the perfect, again, perfect parallel to myself. Like I feel like as I've done this for seven years now and going into the future, I feel like I have only gotten more and more confident in what I'm able to do um but that doesn't mean that like every now and then I might feel like insecure about like oh man but am I really good enough for this project should I really reach out to this director and be like what if they see my stuff and they're like ah that's nothing like whatever chump change kid um but it's 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 definitely uh I I feel like the perfect example of, of how I've grown as a person uh uh parallel to his growth as a character as well i I never thought about that until just now, and I was like, "It's oh, a
0: revelation I'm having." Uh, that is a really that's a really good that is a really good re- uh, revelation there because I was thinking <laughs> that I was like, "Wow, okay, that is actually great and perfect." <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, oh, so there you go. Yeah, yeah. so you're well, you're welcome. I'm just
1: kidding. Yes, <laughs> yeah, no, but, uh, <laughs> you've you've helped me see the light.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man and i mean do you uh do you ever watch any of the series that you are in yourself like have you like uh uh i mean even though i know i know some people don't but the but like do you personally yeah. do that
1: um i when i started out i watched every single thing i was in i was like i i was i was that guy in the background who's like yeah hey, what a jerk like, just like little <laughs> small things here like i can't really do that now because bless I am blessed to be in, in too much stuff that I can't really take the time to watch everything that I'm in. Right. But I do right. try to watch the things that where I'm like a major part in. Like I watched Haiku, I've watched Don Machi all the way through. Um I watched Attack on Titan and uh that's one of those shows that I was a fan of before I was even involved in it. Um uh which was amazing to be able to come in on that show like so last minute. Um mm-hmm. and and so like yeah there's there's definitely like a few shows that like I'll I'll be a major part of that may maybe aren't my cup of tea or something like that and maybe I might won't watch them on my own time but I have no qualms like working on those types of shows like Diabolic Lovers is a big one that like uh <laughs> it's 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 kind of niche but the fan base for it is very strong um uh, I don't know what just, that one is It's it's, it's a it's Vampire Boys and and it's like a reverse reverse uh, harem. It's based off of an uh, based off of an otome game, I think, for the PS Vita or something. Um, which is it's very much uh, a vampire girls fantasy, and and very much not mine. <laughs> <laughs> That's but, I mean, it's, funny. It's always fun to play those types of characters because, like, it's the character I play, Komukami. He's he's the nice one, but he's also <laughs> kind of a jerk still. Uh, <laughs> the,
0: the, the one, the misunderstood one.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, say yeah. That. Oh my uh, gosh.
0: <laughs> um and uh, just uh wanting to note like uh oh like uh like I will have to say one of the most recent uh roles that you played that uh that's just not that's actually coming out was uh Yui Izumi in uh, Shikimori's Ooh. not not a, just a cutie. Uh, yeah. I was actually pleasantly surprised on how good that series uh, that that show was. I mean not, yeah. I mean yeah.
1: It's just it's such a it's such a wholesome just fun show anybody can enjoy it doesn't really delve into anything too controversial or 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 edgy or anything it's just like a fun uh just wholesome show that you can watch with with your sweetheart we just wrapped the first the the final episode too it came out i think last week or so and so i'm I'm definitely going to miss that show but hopefully Mm. they can come up with a season two or something i think that there's more to the manga i haven't read the manga but but uh yeah
0: Oh man, that'd be yeah, that'd be pretty cool. And then like, and my girlfriend uh, like just cannot stop talking about haiku. You know, in, in, uh, <laughs> uh, like, to this like to this day, and I mean, I don't know, like it's been it's it's all out, right? Like now it's it's done completely, right? Am I right?
1: Uh, as far as what they've released in Japan, uh, it's definitely okay. not. There's definitely more to the manga for that one, and people are hoping they come out with a season five. But even even I don't even know that. I I hope that they announce a season five. But we've we've released a dub for every season that's been made so far, up through season four.
0: So we're essentially y'all. Are, y'all are, we're essentially up to date to where it is in Japan in the uh, in the anime form. Um, exactly, itself yeah. right okay mm-hmm. all right cool but like uh like I was just saying because like uh like we were saying about like extreme explanations and stuff like that especially <laughs> yeah. your character is like literally like off the walls like kind of ADHD kind of hyper kinda <laughs> from what I've seen and I and I've I haven't seen a lot of haiku but but like like and I'm just surprised the fandom of this series itself is is very interesting to me. And uh and I love it. I love the fandom uh, of it, but like were you surprised of the level of fanfare that this series uh like like uh brought uh brought to you?
1: Um honestly, I I kind of knew going in that it was a pretty big show cuz uh I was I was still going to college while working on this show. Um and I was because I was still go- I was still finishing out my college degree when when I first started voice acting, uh, professionally. Uh, and this was one of those shows I auditioned for that I was like, oh yeah, I've seen like friends around campus on their laptops watching this show. I'm like, this is gonna be a big one. So I was like, I gotta get this one. Um, so I luckily I ended up getting it, and so I I knew going in that there was gonna be like big shoes to fill with it. So that's why I tried my best to to give a good performance as far as as far as I can tell. Um, I'm, I'm a little biased, but, uh, (laughs) uh, I try, I, I tried my best to, to, um, make sure that the, the fans that I knew were already there would enjoy my, my iteration of Hinatsa essentially.
0: Oh, okay. I mean, but but yeah, I mean, like, it sounds like y'all were having a good time when you, uh, when, uh, when y'all initially, uh, uh, like were doing it, but it's just, uh, the level of just like. craziness (laughs) craziness <laughs> I mean, yeah, this, it's, like, it's, for volleyball is amazing to me
1: no yeah it's it's super fun also just outside of the games too which are super hype and, and action moments Um, there's definitely there's ah, sorry those moments off the court where the kids are just being high school boys and I feel like the writer of the the show and, and the director Kyle Colby Jones they did a really great job of capturing just these are high school boy goobers that are Having fun playing volleyball, and some of them might take it really seriously, and then the others, maybe not as seriously, but they still have a great time doing it. Um, and yeah, I, I just love those dynamics in the show. Uh, okay, okay, cool,
0: cool. And uh, do you have any like uh, like you yourself, do you have a, like a, a dream role or character that you would like to play or have a chance to play?
1: Um, there isn't really a dream role in particular that I'd like to play. I, I've always really wanted to be a part of like childhood shows. Um, so partially I've already had kind of that dream come true because uh, now I now I'm the the main character of Yu-Gi-Oh Sevens and like I said earlier, like Yu-Gi-Oh! is one of my childhood shows. Um and I could never have imagined uh getting to be a part of Yu-Gi-Oh, um, let alone being the main character of the series, which is still like i'm still reeling from it whenever i got the the casting announcement for that i i, I straight up cried i'll admit it uh wow, i was like awesome. oh my gosh i'm i'm john Yu-Gi-Oh. uh but uh, uh some other shows that i would love to be a part of and it would be a dream come true is is uh like digimon because digimon to me anime wise i've always thought digimon was better than pokemon uh the the games the the games uh you can like there are some Digimon games that I enjoy more than the Pokemon games, but usually the Pokemon games were more consistent. Um mm-hmm. But for the anime, the anime I always felt like it went into like a lot more meatier uh plot topics and stuff than something like Pokemon. Pokemon always felt kind of like, oh, it's a fun romp and adventure with your friends and stuff, but it never really got super like intense with its storytelling and characters, whereas Digimon always did and i always thought that the digimon designs were cooler too so
0: yeah digimon, totally digimon's
1: a big one for me uh and then of course being in pokemon would be amazing as well because again it's childhood wanting to work on anything i grew up watching would be a super huge dream come true for me honestly
0: that's that's so awesome. Yeah, that's that would be that'd be a very cool, <clears throat> excuse me, a very cool experience to ha- uh, to do, uh, uh, to have. But hey, you got you got hey, but at least you got a checkmark with Yu Gi Oh though for now. Of course, so.
1: no, it's great. And and I've I've tangentially touched Pokemon. I was the announcer in Pokemon Unite. Uh, but it would be great. It'd be great to be in like the the main series as well. That'd be awesome. Well,
0: wow, you were the announcer in that. You, you don't even sound yeah. I don't even recall you because
1: <laughs> like the sound yeah, of it, yeah, yeah. like. <laughs> okay, Mon,
0: unite <laughs> That is so You're cool sure. uh, Yeah, yeah, very, very nice And uh, is there, like, uh, in, in your mind And I'm sorry, I just thought about this here Like, mm-hmm. is there, any like, what's the cra- Like, uh, out of all, like, if you can remember As much as you can remember, is there, like, a crazy like, What's the craziest or funny A funny, like, line That you could remember that you were That you ever said, like uh, uh, While you were in the booth Or anything, like, <sighs> anything out there
1: there's there's one line that I don't remember recording, but I remember mm. like um there was like high funny moments coming around on on Twitter and stuff like that just like a clip show of different dub moments that were great uh and because of how fast we work like sometimes the lines out one mouth and out out of your brain forever uh that that's a new phrasing that I will. I will patent that. That
0: is whatever. the best. Yeah, you're totally right. That should be a shirt too. It really is, it's real. Out your mouth,
1: then out your brain. Um,
0: <laughs>
1: and then, but, but after seeing these clips circulate, I remembered, uh, or I, I now remembered uh, from those clips uh, that there's a scene where in Haiku Nishinoya is like going to try and like tackle, hug Kyoko when she enters the room or something, he misses and like hits the wall or something but then you just see Hinata in the background and he's not even like a main focus of the scene in the clip show. They zoom in on him just in the background and he's just like, he's like a horny tornado. <laughs> I love
0: that line. He's like a horny tornado. That's funny. Yeah. I love <laughs> There's a good reason why that was cut.
1: Obviously, no, it's, not even cut. It's, it's in the show. I just don't remember because oh, it's, it it's probably one of those lines where it's like, we got the take in the first try, and we moved on, and and mm-hmm. it just sort of like got was out of mind for a while until I could see the until I saw those clips like circulating around, uh, oh, and wow. uh, and that was just a funny moment that I really loved. <laughs>
0: That is awesome, uh, Bryson. Thank you so much for stopping by. I Really appreciate it. it Was fun, fun talking to you and uh, uh, and stuff. So, uh, just wanting to know before I let you go, too, is there like uh, any upcoming events or any shows that that uh, that that folks can come and by and say hello to you at?
1: Sure. I don't know when this uh, podcast is airing, but I do have. I am going to be. It's probably not going to be up by this Saturday, but this Saturday I'm going to be at Laircon 2022 in uh, North Houston at Dragon's Lair. I'm going to be at Anime Houston next weekend, uh, August Mm. 12th through the 14th. Uh, And then I will be in Comic Conroe the last weekend of August as well, which is in Conroe, Texas. All these are Texas cons. And then I have a few (laughs) things lined up later in the year um, that I can't announce yet, but I will be posting about on my Twitter. That's the main place where you can find me updating things, which is at Bogus Bryson. Um, And yeah, I, I also do i'm trying to get back into twitch streaming and and doing more youtube videos and stuff like that if you're interested in that i'm also bogus bryson on youtube on on twitch and then on youtube i'm just bryson bogus yeah
0: wow man that's awesome that's awesome you're always on it's always on the It's always nice being busy too so there you go uh uh hey people always frown about like uh uh, underestimate the level of conventions texas has so i like but seriously no no joke there's a ton of conventions here in texas it's not just cali so there you go but uh mm-hmm. guys thank you so much for stopping by bryson th- i really appreciated it I appreciate it and uh guys if you love this interview with bryson that's uh you can also check us out on our main website confreaksgeeks.com to check out some all uh some more awesome all, all ah also awesome, I can't say it. <laughs> <laughs> uh 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 episodes of, of the the PCG. So once again, this is Davis signing off. Y'all take it easy.